incoming oversight chair, uh, James Comer, told Punchbowl News in an interview, I don't believe congressional investigations have a whole lot of credibility now. I blame Adam Schiff for that. But it's also both parties to blame for investigations in the past. I want to change that. What's your response? Well, Comer doesn't believe in the Russian investigation. He doesn't believe in the Ukraine investigation. He doesn't believe in the investigation of January 6th. And why? Because those were investigations of the serial abuse of power by Donald Trump. Uh, and Comer and Jordan and McCarthy will do nothing but carry Donald Trump's water. Someone, as you point out, who's sitting down for dinner with anti-Semites, uh, who's sitting down for dinner with, with bigots, who won't condemn them. Um, this is who they're making common cause with. And so they will do and, what, and they will say what they need to get along with Donald Trump. Got another detestable person there. Fresh off Alvin Bragg, that's Adam Schiff. State of the Union, courtesy, I guess, of CNN. That's Jake Tapper's show. But what he said about Donald Trump may, in fact, be true. I did play Dove Hikind at the very top. Dove Hikind was a Donald Trump supporter, but now he's turned his back on Trump. In fact, he really maligned Donald Trump yesterday after Trump decided to meet with uh, Yee, Kanye West, and some other anti-Semite at Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. And now, as if you could afford to have this happen, more Donald Trump supporters are running away. With that said, my next guest does a great job every Monday morning on this show. I love him. The editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC contributor, Yankee fan, all-around great guy, my friend Rich Lowry. Rich, uh, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving. How are you, buddy? Same to you. Good. It was good to hear you and Curtis together. Every, every, I was kind of wondering about your relationship because every time I listen to Curtis, he's ragging on you. <laughs> I think he'll, he'll never forgive you for not shooting Eric Adams in the face. <laughs> you know, you, you say that kind of jokingly, but every day from 12 to 15 to 1, he talks about me. That's his whole thing. I know, but I know. Yeah, but no, he's great. Him and I are very close. I mean, he, he, he's not happy about me and Adams. I can promise you that. But yeah, yeah. He, he figures out a way to make it uh, part of the <laughs> shtick. But let's get to uh, Adam Schiff there. Before we get to Trump, let's start with McCarthy, right? He's got to get to 218 if, in fact, he's going to hold that elevated position as uh, the majority speaker. Where are we late in the latest uh, with that number, with, the, with, with McCarthy taking over that position? Well, I, I mean, he, he, technically, he, he doesn't have the votes. Not technically. I mean, he doesn't have the votes as a, a matter of reality. You have, uh, I don't know what the number is now, f- five or more who said no. And, and uh, I think more than five are saying no, and, and he can't afford to drop that many. So I still think he gets there just because it would be a total fiasco and debacle, and there's no good alternative. And if he, he can't get 218, th- there's no one else who's going to get to 218. Right. So this is really the way we're going to start the the Republican takeover of the House when they're like a million more important things with this this uh, I- idiotic internal meltdown. You know, some people don't like Kevin McCarthy. I, I get it. No one's perfect, but you're not really coming up with a better alternative. So I, I don't get it. I assume he'll he'll get there somehow. It's just a little hard to see at the moment. Well, how long do you think it would take for him to get there? 
He'll he'll just have to uh, negotiate and and see if he can placate yeah. enough folks, and hopefully it happens yeah. before you're you're you know with doing it on openly on the House floor. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like uh, Schiff said, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, Matt Getz, those are the types of folks that will kind of get McCarthy. Uh, over the top. I do love what Kevin said last week. A, when he talked about impeaching Mayorkas, I love that. Investigating the Bidens, I love that. He talked about taking Adam Schiff off of the Intel Committee, mm-hmm. I love that. Removing Omar, that uh, anti Semite from the Foreign Policy Committee, I love that. I know I'm missing one more on the Intel Committee, but he basically talked about uh, getting rid of all these Democrat losers. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah, Eric Swalwell. Right, Swalwell. Right. So yeah, so you know they they kicked a bunch of uh, Republicans off, or at least Marjorie Taylor Greene. He said, okay, you've you've created the president, you've opened the door, and we're going to do this. And we talked about last week. I mean, Adam Schiff doesn't belong a hundred miles within uh, any committee that has any investigative responsibility whatsoever, <laughs> given his given his record and. He can't defend it. He hates to be challenged on it. And as far as I, I can see, you play that clip from him, this this guy, James Comer, who's coming in, um, it, it sounded totally responsible. He's like, you know, we're going to have a Hunter Biden investigation, but it's not a Hunter Biden investigation. It's a Joe Biden investigation. It'll be into the, the how this was a family business and how corrupt it was. That seems totally above board. And uh, they're going to investigate COVID origins as, as they should. And there's a, another a, a bunch of topics that they can and should get into. Adam Schiff did mention Donald Trump in that piece on State of the Union. I have remained with Donald. Uh, some of my best friends, people like Peter King, Bo Deedle, you know, Rich, you listen. Yep. They have tried to sway me the last couple of weeks. Get away from Trump. He's going to kill us. You know, we want a Republican to win. He can't win. He's become really divisive and nasty and no good. Run to a guy like DeSantis. And I'm like, no, no, I still think Trump gives us our best chance to win. But now... Now, as a very proud Jewish male in this country, for him to sit with Kanye West, and I don't care what the reason was. I don't care. You cannot sit with somebody who has spent the last five or six weeks parading themselves as the quote-unquote anti-Semite of the year. What in God's name is Donald <laughs> Trump thinking? Yeah, so, so it has Kanye. It has this guy, Nick Fuentes, this, this young neo-Nazi type. I mean, it, it, he had everyone except for Kyrie Irvin. And maybe Farrakhan, too. He should have called him, too. But, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, oh, I mean, he's got a son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who's a devout Jew. His daughter, Ivanka, she converted. He's done all these great things for Israel, Donald Trump. What is he thinking? Yeah, so you know, obviously Trump's not an anti-Semite himself. He's he's drawn to fame, and Kanye, for better or worse, mostly worse, I would say, is one of the most famous people on the planet. He just he lost was, two billion dollars. He's infamous. Yeah. He's no longer famous. I, I well, I, I I'm with you, and um, he he didn't know who this other kid was, I assume, but uh, he won't condemn him since he's learned who he is. So it, you know, he 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 likes the the flattery of someone. Someone flatters him, he's he's not going to attack him. That's his version of loyalty. So you know, this this is not going to Trump. Trump is a huge huge battleship. This is not going to sink him. But it's a it's another. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's um, another barnacle on the hole, and uh, you know, it, it has you thinking about it. That that uh, you know, whether you should still be with them, that that's consequential. Yeah, and Dove Hyken jumped off, and Hyken loved him a week ago. Loved him. He's gone. So uh, you say it may not sink the ship. It's a huge battleship, but this battleship has taken on a lot of fire, a lot of fire. And almost every week, he does something or says something, or he just angers a whole bunch more people. I just. 
I'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm getting all this. I, I know yeah, he's so running. This and, is the case I, I yeah. would make to, to you and to uh, other folks who are with him for understandable reasons. You know, the, in 16, he gets 46.1% of the popular vote, you know, and, and kind of threads the needle. And good for him. I didn't think it was going to happen. It happened. It was really important and good that it happened. And then in 2020, he gets 468 So th- there's a ceiling there of 47. And given everything that's happened, you know, you can add this to the list. He's not getting above 47%. He's, he's at, you know, the best best election day, he's at 46-something. And that's just a really hard way to win, a really hard way to win. And I, I prefer someone at least had a chance to get it, getting 50. <laughs> right. So that, that's why I prefer to look elsewhere. But they've got lines already in Georgia for this uh, big runoff, December 6th, Herschel Walker and Warnock. Of course, Republicans hope to grab that and at least go 50-50 rather than 51-49 Democrat. What does it look like to you right now? Any early signs of who may have the upper hand? It just looks looks bad for for Walker to me. You know, as we've discussed, he's a a flawed candidate. You've always been always been really forthright about that. He had Brian Kemp first time around at the top of the ticket, beating Stacey Abrams, stomping her by eight points or whatever it is. He's not going to have that this time around. He's not going to have the added incentive of Republicans who, who might be wary of him coming out because the the control of the Senate depends on it. So I, I think he's going to lose. So do I. So Thursday morning, I got up and I did what I do every Thanksgiving, Rich. It's a tradition for me. Even though I I talked on Friday, I don't understand what's compelling about Savannah Guthrie or Hoda Kotb. She's a nice lady. Don't get me wrong. Very sweet lady. Like one of my aunts. But I don't know why people would run to watch them on television. But long story short, I still watch the parade every year. It's part of the whole thing. You get three football games. So for the first time, I think, ever, uh, at least as far as I can remember, the president called in to NBC during the parade. Did you happen to see this live? Because I did. I just missed it. You just, just missed it. it. All right, so if you missed it, this is unbelievable. You're going to hear the NBC reporter say hello to President Joe Biden and his dopey wife, Jill, and then you're going to hear a long, awkward silence. If you missed it, this was live NBC Thanksgiving Day parade. The president called in. I'm sure now he wishes he hadn't. how are you? We're fine. We're fine. You're watching your No, no, that's not the one. That's the wrong one. He he said, we're fine, we're fine. I want the one, the uncut one. That's why you got to listen to this stuff first, guys. There's one that's uncut where for 30 seconds he doesn't answer her. You have that ready to go now, Lou? Try that one. I think I got the right one. Go ahead. And what are your plans for Thanksgiving after the parade? I forget the wrong one again. Okay, thank you. Anyway, uh, for 30 seconds. We love you anyway, Lou. Yeah, thanks. It, it's, it's not Lou's fault. It's Justin okay, and we Phil. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were here. So, but, but here the president for 30 seconds doesn't respond to the NBC reporter. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Yeah, so I, I have a piece about this on our website right now. It's just so reckless to even consider renominating this guy. If, if you're a Democrat, one, just for your own interest, how, how can you guarantee something terrible is not going to happen during a general election campaign that just demonstrates to everyone that he's unsuited for the job now? How do you know that's not going to happen? I mean, there's some percentage chance that's going to happen. I don't know what the odds are, but it's possible. And then the, the idea that we're going to have him president of the United States for a second term between ages 82 and 86. You know, what are the odds? They're, they're pretty high probably at that point. That we're going to have a 25th Amendment crisis. He's going to pass away in office. It would be terrible for the country. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and it's only because they're looking at Kamala Harris that they're even considering this as a viable alternative because they, they don't think there's any other option. Well, there is another option. And just a couple of days ago, she kind of intimated maybe during her book tour 
Michelle Obama. That that could still happen. And if it does, and I've been on record saying this a million times, she's going to win. They can spend all day, the Republicans, bashing her, how she's talked about white people, all that stuff. If Michelle Obama gets in, she becomes a prohibitive favorite to win the race. And at least I heard something last week that says to me, at the very least, she's considering it. Yeah, well, I, I agree on how powerful she'd be electorally. You know, there's there's some moving parts there. They need to ease ease Biden out, and then she'd actually have to to do it. And I, I think that's the biggest obstacle. I think, uh, you know, she's been there, done that. She's world famous. She doesn't need to, you know, be walking around Iowa eating a pork chop on a stick at the <laughs> state fair, which which is uh, nothing against it, but uh, she doesn't need to do it. <laughs> um, so so I kind of doubt she would she would pull the trigger at the end of the day. Last one uh, on the parade. On the parade, by the yeah. way, I thought where are you going to go? Is they had this queer band. I saw that. So you, so yeah. you have people with kids all across America watching this, and they, they hear the phrase like uh, every gender identifying group or something. So you, you know you don't want you don't want your kids say mom, dad. What does that mean? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe that's why Disney brought Bob Iger back to to uh, restore some of the normalcy that we were used to when you could actually say hello, little girl, hello, little boy. Yeah. But and uh, their, their latest movie is a flop. Oh, um, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, their stock is uh, just a mess. Last one. Are you nervous that Aaron Judge will sign somewhere else? I know the Dodger meeting didn't go very well, but mm-hmm. are you convinced Aaron Judge stays in the Bronx? Yeah. 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 I, I think so. A, a friend of mine who's a Giants fan sent me something, a, a tweet when he was out there. Someone mocked him up in a Giants uniform. And I have to say, it looks pretty good in a Giants uniform. <laughs> a Giants uniform is an iconic baseball uniform, yeah. very classic. But I, I think he'll still be in pinstripes. All right. Listen, as always, Rich Lowry, you're not good on a Monday. You're great right. on a Monday. Appreciate it. Have a great You're welcome. Week. You too, buddy. Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, political NBC contributor, does his best work right here with me, 740 every Monday morning. 